little bit of tip here. Nine out of ten times it's gonna be about a dick coming out of that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I wish I could suck a big dick. Yep. And I knew it. And how did you know what I was gonna say? You know what I'm craving? My dick in your mouth. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Half and Half Podcast. Hey. Dude, we just had, like, we always do that. <laughs> we just had a great conversation, and we're like, shit, we should have pressed record. Yeah. It woke me up, though, because I was kind of tired. I mean, I'm always tired. I think that's an adult thing, right? Just No. You're not tired. If you're not tired, you're not really adulting. Yes and no. I'm going to... I act a lot older than you do, right? Like, <laughs> like to me, dude, I value sleep, right? Yeah. And if you have a good night's sleep, you won't be tired the next day. But dude, I don't think I've ever... I don't know what it is to have a good night's sleep anymore. I will. I can sleep 12 hours, 6 hours, 4 hours, 8 hours. It doesn't matter. I still wake up feeling like shit. Really? Yeah. But you know what? I think it's just life in general. Um because you know what? I was in Vegas. We were talking about that. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, with the exception of the last day, and it was probably because I knew it was the last day, I woke up so energized every day with such little sleep. Well, because you like, couldn't drink, right? I think that Well, helped. that's part of it. But yeah. I also think the excitement, like Vegas is just like my playground. You know what I mean? Really? So, you know, I've never, I went to Vegas once when I was like nine yeah 10 some shit like that the worst age to go i couldn't do anything my parents left me with my aunt like yeah it was boring but i'm not a gambler right i think the being able to drink wherever you want whenever you want is the appealing part for me yeah but i got other than that i'm not i don't get excited about vegas i i mean you know i love it i will say that doing that commercial kind of ruined things a little bit for me um oh because you retreated to the good life and yeah now you're back at motel six so yeah so uh well no actually i stay in really (laughs) (laughs) i stay in really nice hotels and and this this whole trip was comped even though i hadn't been there in two years yeah um they paid you know for everything and it was a it was a hotel that i had never stayed at before um but yeah i mean i remember the first time i went as an adult it was terrible but that was because i didn't know what i was doing so you've got to learn how to you just got to learn how to do vegas right um and it's taken me how do you do it right i'm i mean i'm beer in hand the minute i get off that plane well yeah that's that's part of actually doing it right um but it's about like staying at the right places, you know, like I get, I've had for years, that's how I, so for anybody listening that doesn't know, which I'm sure if you know me, you know, um, I was in a MasterCard commercial in Vegas where I was essentially given a Vegas trip that was like valued at like over a million bucks, all the shit that they did for us. But anyways, I'm not going to really get too much into that. But before that... I created a system of, well, you know, I experienced all these hotels, right? And you mm-hmm. learn which hotels are better. You know, there's the ghetto hotels, there's the nice hotels. There's, Anyways, I've found that like MGM properties for me, which is a lot of the hotels there, yeah. um, 
are the best. Um, there's a lot of reasons. I don't need to get into that. Anyways, and then becoming a, you know, they want you to gamble. They want you to spend the money there at their restaurants, at their, you know, at their yeah. all their facilities. So, you know, you get what's called a player's card and you start spending money. <laughs> yeah. And as you spend money, they give you free shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so um, if you have to spend money to get free shit, is it really free? So here's the thing. I have strategies to where I've probably made more money, even though I'm spending money, um, than I've actually spent. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah. This last time I got, I lost way too much money. Yeah. Um, but like I've created this system um, and me and Daniela, we've stuck to this system and it's actually done us well. I mean, there's been times where, I mean, I come back with thousands of dollars in my pocket. Plus I got everything paid for for free. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if that's your goal, right. Make money lose a little bit you know me i just it's like you talk about all these nice hotels right yeah i'm very old school call it very cholo very ghetto whatever you want to call it as long as i got a fucking place to shit and sleep <laughs> don't bother me none you know what well I mean? when you're in vegas those hotels are off the strip and then you're gonna it's vegas is a really weird place and those are the hotels you do not want to stay in in vegas why because then you're gonna be sharing it with like crackheads and murderers that's and rude crackheads <laughs> seriously are crackheads are people too <laughs> so i don't want to be sharing a room with them i'm not going to share a room with them they'll be next door or to a me. hotel hey, no man. man you don't you don't you got to do it right and at <laughs> the end of the day if you do it right even if you're not uh even if you're not spending a lot of money you can there's ways that you can get these hotels given to you for free yeah and so, like, our hotel room was, like, amazing. Not the best I've stayed in, but it was pretty damn amazing, and it was all free, you know? Yeah. Um, One of these days, I'll I'll experience it, but, I mean, you've already got the system down, so... Yeah, so hopefully, you got to experience it with me. Well, yeah, duh. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good time. Um, I lost more money than usual, but it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like we're going to Philadelphia next Friday. Yeah. Right. And I don't know what there is what's there is to do in Philadelphia. Right. We're gonna go see the chili peppers, so we're excited about that. So you're gonna watch them like just growing from the ground? Or? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red hot chili peppers. But um I mean, aside from the whole Rocky ordeal, mm-hmm. which is like fucking bucket list, probably that's the top you know, most people wanna do all these lavish things before they die my top bucket list is tied with marrying you (laughs) going in the rocky statue and the rocky steps and it's gonna fucking happen finally dude for sure i'm gonna cry like i already get choked up thinking about it you know it's funny it's funny that you say that because obviously that's especially for you that's like something that you'd want to do in philly right yeah but Philly is a place that, although like Philadelphia seems amazing, why? Why though? That's the thing. It's it's to me Philadelphia is about embracing like the culture, the food. You mean the murder rate? Because uh, it's the it's high crime fucking yeah, dude, city. Part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Like to me, it's one of those places where even though like it seems like a really cool place to be, when you really 
think about what to do there, you're kind of like, oh, what do I do? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like the food, right? Of course, I want to try a f- authentic Phil- Philadelphia cheesesteak or Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> like I there. told you on the phone, just you're going to find the, the world's greatest Philly cheesesteak and it's going to be like on the movie Elf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the world's greatest cup of coffee. <laughs> it's a crappy cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, like I... I you and I have traveled a lot. You've gone to more places, but, you know, we've LA, Phoenix, and everything is just, maybe I just don't do it right. It's just another city to me, buildings, restaurants, and you know what I mean? Like, I went to Colorado for the first time, was it last year? Yeah, and see, like, when and I went to Colorado, I fucking had a blast. I was, like, at downtown roof parties and... Like, well, you were a part of a, a work thing. We well, went just to go. So, of course, I wasn't invited to all these places. Yeah, I mean, but it's, I mean, you're going with your family. So, when you go with your family, it's very different than if you were to have gone alone, like, or with me. But, all right. So, let me ask you this a rooftop party in, Calif- uh, in Colorado yeah. is different from a rooftop party in El Paso. How? Because it's downtown on a huge freaking skyscraper. We have downtown. No, we don't. Tall buildings. No, but nobody has parties up there. <laughs> it was open bar, unlimited drinks for free, unlimited food for free. You're just hanging. Dude, it was that party was so crazy. Like people were dancing and stuff. It was so crazy. Like I was legitimately scared because the fucking floor was just like bouncing up and down. And you're on this tall ass building overlooking Colorado. Like, that was a really cool experience. I mean, I had some really cool experiences while I was there. But again, it also, a lot of it had to do with the people who I was with. They were oh, like, yeah. yeah, let's go experience shit. Let's go party. Let's go here. Let's go do that. I mean, we were, I remember it was like three in the morning just fucking falling over ourselves because we were so wasted, right? So not to say that getting wasted is the only thing uh, that you, you know, to do in, in other places, but when you're willing to go and experience things like that as opposed to like okay kids it's nine o'clock let's go to bed you know it's a big different thing yeah i give you that but again going back to the old school ghetto in me you put a a beer in my hand i'm gonna have fun anywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but then you're in bed at nine we no we did not go to bed early did you did you go and explore yeah well look we were on we were on borrowed time right like we only went for technically okay so where did you explore though downtown we went to go eat yeah. we went to the shop you, you know, did my, family stuff no well my, my kids are into music so we, we we tried to find all these weird music stores and and for me uh me and my son he's a big comic uh comic superhero nerd like i am we yeah. went to um shit i forgot the name of it they have this big old one of the biggest comic book uh toy stores mm-hmm. i forgot what it's called well we went there i bought some toys so yeah that was fucking exciting for me (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean i went to like one of the coolest experiences i had over there is driving out to estes park which is where i got to the dumb and dumber hotel yeah the shining hotel where they filmed dumb and dumber yeah that was cool but again like those are the type of things like i'm a very i don't know um spur of the moment i know daniela my wife likes to say otherwise sometimes because i'm not as spontaneous as she is Uh, she's to a whole new level um but i will never say no to like an opportunity like somebody could just walk up to me right now and be like hey you want to skydive and i'd be like 
no, but okay, let's do it. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. it free? I'm there. <laughs> I don't know. I've always been like that. So it's like whenever I'm in a city, I like to maximize my time, especially yeah. if it's a new city where it's like, okay, um, from eight o'clock to freaking three in the morning, I'm going to experience everything I possibly can that this city has to offer. And, you know, like Vegas, it's there's nothing new for me to explore over there. To me, it's just doing what I love doing over there. Yeah. Uh, it's a big free for all. Like I love, I, I it's one of the few places I love shopping or letting Daniela shop. And the reason why, and not that I drank this time, but typically, um, you know, you can, I would follow her around with a beer in my hand, just drinking or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, you're in the mall drinking, and that makes the experience so much more pleasant. Again, drinking makes anything fun. That's <laughs> so, what I'm saying. Exactly, it's the only place that you can be anywhere with alcohol. Yeah, and that's. That in itself is amazing. Not only that, dude, I also love like being around people, meeting new people, just yeah, the kind well, of the, yeah. like I'm not I don't shy away from that. Like yeah. um there's always something to do. My wife's more sh- she's I'm not a shy person. She's a shy person. I'm like you, I can make friends anywhere. Yeah. Like I talk to people no matter where I go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when your wife is shy, it's kinda hard to like Hey man, what's up? You wanna Hang out, go have a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like one of me and Daniela's favorite places to go, or not one of, I, I got to say our favorite place. And as a lot of people might be like, Ugh. dude, Disneyland. It's our mm. favorite place to go. And yeah. you know what? The funny thing is it's supposed to be like a place for kids. But it, now that I've been there so many times and I've experienced it, if I was a parent, that's the last... I mean, I am a parent, but if I was a parent to, like, a young kid, yeah. like, little, that's the last place in the world I'm taking my fucking kids. Dude, I'm glad you mentioned that. My kids have yet... You know, they're not small anymore. Mm-hmm. They're... they're One's a teenager, one's 20. But the first part of their life, financially, we couldn't do it, mm-hmm. right? You know, we were paycheck to paycheck. But then, even now that we are financially stable, <clears throat> we always think about it, and it's like... We want to go now. Even my kids are like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm glad we didn't go back then because you're st- you're just confined to that little kid part, or you know what I mean." And right. They're like, I, they they both agree that they're gonna experience it much better at this age than they would have back then. Right. You yeah. Know? Of course. It's, dude. Whenever I I go to Disneyland, parents seem miserable. There's kids throwing tantrums in the middle of the the road or whatever. There's kids are crying. Um, Kids are half asleep and they're having to like haul all of their like diaper bags and just parents just seem miserable with their kids there. And as an adult, like I'm able to experience some a place like Disneyland in a way that I don't think I would have ever appreciated as a kid. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like our like we go like during Halloween. We love to go. See, that's like, when I want to go. Oh, it's amazing. Like all those places, Universal. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Um, we haven't been able to go in the last couple of years because fucking uh, Southwest Airlines ruined our last trip. Oh yeah, I had that, an annual that was pass, last year, right? Yeah, annual pass and everything that I had to let expire because fucking Southwest decided to cancel. I think it was when like all the pilots were striking or whatever. But still, yeah. like, oh, made me so mad. Anyways, um, but yeah, again, it's just like so much fun. No matter how much you experience, yeah. you feel like a little like a kid again, right? And, uh, but anyways, I mean, that's kind of going off on a tangent. But um, I don't know. I, I just really feel like going 
to a new city or even a city you've been to, it's always just, hey, you know what? Like experience everything that you can. Maximize the time that you're there. Um, Because like nobody wants to sit in the hotel. and No, I I don't know. But I mean, aside from drinking. Yeah. It's not like we show up to these these cities and sit around. You know, we Google what's there to do and... Yeah, but you go to restaurants and what else? Comic stores? Well, that, hey. Target? <laughs> Actually, Dude, it was funny. Cause I would love to go to a Target in different Daniela city. was like so excited because there was a Target on the strip. And I was like, why are you, it's fucking Target? Like, No, we, you know what? It's true though, dude. For whatever fucking reason, our city gets everything last, right? I don't really? know if you noticed that. No. Dude, okay. For example, as a toy collector... I'm I'm sitting on on YouTube watching other um, toy channels, and there's these uh, Walmart exclusives that mm-hmm. Todd McFarlane is putting out, mm-hmm. and all these fucking YouTubers are like, "Oh, look what I found! I found the Dark Flash." This guy's like, "Oh, I found the Shazam out in the wild." That never fucking happens here. Oh, ever at, at Target, really? Or at Walmart? Oh, and Target too. Yeah, yeah, dude. We get so I would be excited about. <laughs> A store that we have here in a different city. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just dying to see what they have that we don't. Right. I don't know. I I avoid anything that, whenever I'm out of town, anything that, unless it's like Mexican food. Ugh. Which, you, uh, you know what? I, I, I would shy away from Mexican food in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know what I mean? Colorado? <laughs> no. I mean, there's, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of Mexicans out there. Yeah. No, 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 no. For sure. I think, uh. Matter of fact, even like in Vegas, there's this uh, restaurant that I avoided for years because it was a Mexican restaurant, but it's like a high-end Mexican restaurant. It's like, why in the fuck am I going to eat at a Mexican restaurant? I'm from El Paso. Like, there's no way. Decided to finally go. I don't even know why. Dude, and I was kind of bummed because I wanted to go this time, but didn't. I think I just forgot about it. Anyways, dude, some of the best Mexican high-end food i've ever had in my life really yeah oh my god it's such a good place um but but yeah i i agree i think philadelphia i think philadelphia you gotta you have to go and experience like the cultural right food that exists there really cheesesteak yeah i mean like i bet you there's a million things you could do in philadelphia it's just very difficult especially being from el paso to wrap your head around what do i do in philadelphia and trying to figure out what streets I would not to turn on. I would do a, if it's always sunny in Philadelphia tour of some sort. If there was something <laughs> like that, you know that's the funny thing. They do have a Rocky tour, uh-huh. and my wife was like, "Well, dude, why would you not want to do that? Because they take you to the restaurant. They take you to the there's like this little street he's running down, mm-hmm. this little market. They yeah. take you there, the steps, the the statue, of course. I I think they even take you to Mickey's gym. Oh wow! But I told her I. <laughs> It's not going to be an in and out thing. I even told her, I said, straight up on Saturday morning when we get there, feel fucking free to leave me. Because I, yeah, that's like my goal, right? Like, I, I don't want to make it a quick, hey, look at me with the Rocky <laughs> statue. And You're going to show up. You're going to shed a tear and be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> no, dude, straight up. I know I'm going to cry. I've already, I already feel it. Yeah. A little bit of backstory for the eight of us. <laughs> Rocky. It's not just a movie for me, right? Yes, it's to me, it's the world's greatest movie. It's my favorite movie of all time, whatnot. But there's history behind it, mm-hmm. right? It's It was brought to us because of my dad, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not... In most people's eyes, they're like, fucking Rocky? Out of every movie 
Rocky's your favorite movie, right? right? But the history is my parents were divorced. Um, we would see my dad every other weekend, and we we'd always wanted to be with my dad. Mm-hmm. But you know, every other weekend it sucks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so my dad, for whatever reason, he lo- well he loves Rocky, so he would always rent Rocky three every weekend we were there. Mm-hmm. That's like our movie. So Rocky to me is my dad. It makes me think about right, my dad. Right, it makes right. me. It was our. It was our tradition. Mm-hmm. Every time we, my stepmom, when she came into our, I call her my mom, but just so people don't get confused, my stepmom, mm-hmm. she, uh, when she came into the picture, the first night my dad introduced us to her, she sat, she sat down and watched Rocky Three with us. She shut down? She shut down. <laughs> <laughs> shut down with the muscles. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's yeah. just our family, right, it's our right, history. Right. So it became my favorite movie. So yeah. it's not just. You know, yeah, not just makes, a movie to me. That's it's, cool. Yeah. See, and and I have always known your love for that movie, but I never knew that part of it. Yeah. So that's that's interesting to know. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, my dad when we were kids. Uh, I used to hate it, but growing up every Sunday, um, I know his intentions were different than you know what it might seem. His intentions were to just kind of make us stay put. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he used to make every Sunday, they used to, sh- I don't know if you remember, Sunday mornings, they used to show boxing. Oh, yeah. So he used to say, okay, you're going to watch, before you can go outside and play, you're going to watch at least like three matches, which if anybody that knows me knows my absolute love and passion for boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to make us watch an Elvis Presley documentary. Yeah, like the same documentary over and over. And he used to make us watch Grease. <laughs> yeah. Grease. Yeah. Talk about a hodgepodge of fucking weird. I what? know. Boxing. Boxing. Elvis, Elvis and, and Grease. Grease. Yeah. And so Grease to this day is the only um musical that I can tolerate. Yeah. Um I feel so I feel like when I look at those three things and I think about how my life unfolded, you know, like Growing up, I think I was always kind of like the rebellious kid. Yeah. Kind of like in Greece. <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, yeah. You know, Elvis, like my love for music and playing guitar. Yeah. And boxing, I'm just, you know, I, from loving it, writing about it to actually doing it, like it's, those three things are major things in my, like a part of who I am. Yeah. Isn't that weird? He it's, like subconsciously. He wanted to make you tough greasers. <laughs> Yeah, or something. <laughs> I mean, that's probably why when I saw your brother, I was right away like, hey, that's a cool dude. Yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you left me for him for a little while, you son of yeah, a bitch. Yeah, did. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, that's, I, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it too, like, I know you're not, you know, I teach history mm-hmm. and history's like my my love. It's, you know, that's why I say no matter what I'm doing in life, I'll always keep teaching that college course like i love history that yeah. much um but n- you know as you were talking i was th- you said history and i thought about it man that's what i would be doing there's a lot of history even though i'm not a fan of american history there's still a lot of really cool shit historically that um you're right yeah that's a very huge historical place right? yeah big time you're right yeah i think i would be doing a lot of stuff have related to that yeah that is, I forgot about that. The <clears throat> Liberty Bells there? Am I right or am I wrong? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I believe so. I Like I said, his, like American history is not one of my... Yeah. I still, you know, I have to teach a 
components of it. That's what's so funny is that people, when they hear that I'm a, a history instructor, they automatically assume you know all history. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> it's so funny. Like last semester, well, May or April, whatever month it was, Adeline was like, God damn it. I fucking hate this class and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what class? And she's like, history. I don't understand. And I said, call your uncle. And she was like, I forgot about that. Did she ever call you? I think she, yeah, she messaged me. Oh, okay. And I helped her with the answer. I gave her the answer. And I told her, I said, dude, you have the history, uh, what do you call it? Lifeline. Yeah. At your little fingers. Call your uncle. Yeah. It'll get you out of anything. It's funny because I started, I was talking to a lawyer on the phone yesterday <clears throat> or the day before. And he was like, what do you do? And I started telling him what I do. And I was like, oh, and I teach college history also. And he was like, dude, it just turned into like 30-minute conversation asking me questions about history. Yeah. <laughs> like people just, even there's a man that lives on my street that I avoid. Shout out to Doug. What's up, Doug? <laughs> Dougie Fresh. He's from the UK. He's an older man. Does Doug listen to our podcast? I don't know. But oh, Doug. Maybe. I definitely want to meet this dude now. <laughs> Dude, as soon, as soon I as hope he said, does it because I'm going to say I avoid him. As soon as you said that, if you love me, what's the first thing that came to my mind? I don't know. What? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No, what? dude. Do, 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 do. The, Doug, the Doug theme song. Oh, the, Nickelodeon the commercial. Show. I mean, the commercial. The cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I forgot about that. Dougie Fresh. Yeah, I avoid this guy because one time I was pulling weeds in the front yard and he started talking to me and he was... Yeah, of course. What do you do? You know, and once people find out I teach history and and then ask me, well, they always ask me, what do you specialize in? And I specialize in military history, right? Oh, okay. And so I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, I th I honestly not necessarily American history, but military history. Yeah, I had no fucking idea. Every course I teach is military. Related. Really? Yeah. I'm a matter of fact for the college I teach at, I'm one of only a handful of military instructors there. A military history instructors. Really? Yeah. Huh. But um that's a cat hair or dog hair floating. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I started talking and this guy like he's one of those people that doesn't even give you an opportunity to talk. Mm, um been there. So man, I see that guy coming down the street with his two dogs and I'm like, get inside, <laughs> get inside, run. <laughs> What's that, honey? Be right there. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I love it. But anyways, going back to the original reason that came up. Yeah, man, there's a lot of history there in Philadelphia. Yeah. I think well, I would... The, you know what steps I'm talking about, right? The Rocky steps, and mm -hmm. he runs up and... Of course. So that building turns out... They're, they're rocky, like they are pebbles all over Very them. rocky. Like, it's going to be hard <laughs> to get up. <laughs> it turns out that... And I found this out in Rocky Five that... Uh -huh. That building is a museum. Oh, so wow. I want to go in that museum. Oh, yeah, of course. And I'm sure there's all kinds of cool shit in yeah, there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's very... That in itself is historical because of the movie. Yeah, I mean... So what would you do if you're there at the statue? Uh, yeah, I'm going to fucking cry, and I'm going to ask him to autograph some part of my body, and I'm going to run to the nearest <laughs> tattoo shop and get his tattooed straight up. <laughs> but I'm going to ask him for two things. I'm going to ask him to sign Sylvester Stallone, and then... Rocky Balboa, and I'm going to go tattoo. <laughs> it's so funny how I didn't even finish my question, oh, yeah. and you knew exactly what I was yeah. asking. <laughs> you know what I would do if I was there with you? What? I'd be like, listen, Sylvester. Sly. He likes to be Sly. called Sly. I will do, I will suck your dick. Oh, I, yeah, I definitely would. If you were to say, Adrian! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what's so funny about that? 
the other day there was a we had some contractors in from Wyoming or Kentucky. I don't know where the fuck they were from. Yeah. They walked into the control room and, you know, we're saying hi to everybody, introducing. He finally gets to me and I was like, how you doing, sir? Adrian Adriano, pleasure to meet you. And he goes, yo, Adrian. <laughs> I was like, dude, if I had a fucking, a penny, not even a dollar, a yeah. penny for every time somebody fucking told me that, <laughs> I would, honest to God, be a multi-millionaire. Yeah. And then yeah. I tell people, you're lucky that's my favorite fucking movie. Yeah, Because exactly. that doesn't annoy me at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's you know you need to take some video though yeah oh yeah i know you're not you're not like that you're not a like capture the memories type of guy dina is which is good so yeah she'll have it type of guy type of girl <laughs> but here's the thing though look we've we've spoken about this before if not anything i'm fucking street smart mm-hmm. right so i have to refrain i'm not gonna be look like a tourist right so i'm not gonna wear my rocky t-shirt like i wanted to Cause that just makes that's a dead yeah, fucking giveaway. Exactly. Rob me, cause I'm not Dude, from here. Wear old school short shorts with the fanny pack and your Rocky T-shirt tucked in. Dude, my socks <laughs> socks pulled up to my exactly. knees. Exactly. Oh damn it, that is a good one. <laughs> the headband. <laughs> you have you have the headband. I need to borrow. It from I know, you. right? And wear some boxing gloves while you're at. Oh, it. dude, I wish I could walk just, and just stand up there and shadow box. <laughs> Just like that. Dude, I think I am going to stand up at the, at the top of the steps and do his, as I've made it. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? that's true, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to, I'm just going to let, <laughs> I'm going to let the moment possess my body and yeah. whatever happens, happens. Right. Because, not going to lie, I know the full choreograph of that scene. You're going to go up there, there's going to be some homeless dude leaning against the statue, smoking a cigarette. And, and I'm going to tell him to piss. get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm going to tell him, excuse me, sir, if you do not want to get severely hurt, you need to move. It's because, you know, we. I think as humans, we have a tendency, at least I do, where I hype things up. And then when I actually experience it, it's like, oh, man, it, I always fall short. So I've learned to, like, lower my expectation and to, hope, you know, like, uh, assume the worst. Well, absolutely. Uh-huh. That's nature i I do the same thing but there's there's not a physical person being event that's gonna that will lose its hype or disappoint me because it's it's a metal statue like how do you get disappointed with it yeah there's nothing to let me down what if there's a penis drawn on it it's gonna make me mad <laughs> see i'm probably gonna start cleaning it <laughs> you're how sitting, dare you <laughs> you're sitting there rubbing it <laughs> Uh, Robin, uh we, Rub, they're gonna arrest you rubbing rocky's uh, crotch we've got a man that's uh trying to jerk off the statue <laughs> he's fondling rocky yeah <laughs> why'd you end up in jail adrian you know the thing that sucks is that they move the, the statue it's not at the top of the steps it's down towards the bottom oh really yeah oh that was years ago really years why, ago why would they do that i don't know what if the statue is like made out of cardboard or something oh stop it <laughs> stop it <laughs> and they're just moving it around random places <laughs> don't say that dude I, I, there's so many there's so many Styrofoam. things there's so many rocky things i want to do but dude the flight time alone we're fucking limited yeah sunday morning we got a fucking we caught the earliest flight out because dina has work the next day mm-hmm. i'm on my seven so mm. I bailed out on that one. So, oh, okay. So that, that makes sense. I was going to say, well, why didn't you extend your trip? But it's because the, you're going to see the Chili Peppers. And yeah. it happens to be on a weekend that's not like extended or anything. Right. Yeah. That does kind of stink. It does. So it's kind of like, that's why I told them. I, 
my sole purpose is to get to the Rocky statue. So if there's weird shit you guys want to experience, just fucking leave me here. Just yeah. leave me here. And I will just sit on that step, you know, smelling yeah. it, hope, hoping <laughs> Sly dropped a bead of sweat that I could still catch. <laughs> the dude probably hasn't been there in like two decades. He probably me. hasn't. He probably hasn't. <clears throat> but I think about I think about that all the time, though. But so thinking about your going on a flight, you mentioned your flight. I don't want to forget this. Yeah. Um, I, I actually wrote notes while I was on my flight to Vegas. Um, For the podcast? Yeah. Or just random thoughts? No, no, no. Oh, okay. no. Well, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, and I, I, I titled it Flight Thoughts. And um, <laughs> I didn't actually write down any of my thoughts. Uh, but I just put it here to remind me. Um, so one of the things that I was thinking, you know, I, when I listen to music, especially with headphones, like I really, really get into what I'm listening to. And I'm sure people get into it, you know, just as much, you know. But I started thinking about, like, just my genuine, like, love for music. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking how I feel like that's a big component as to why you and I are so close. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like even though we have disagreements in terms of the music we like, I think we come together and we relate to the feeling that the experience of music gives to us. Yeah. And I know these are deep thoughts by Jack Handy, but <laughs> um, I started thinking, and, and, and on that on that flight, as I was listening to, I don't remember what song I was listening to, and I was just like, I actually messaged you too, because I was before the flight took off, I messaged you as that DJ Shadow song. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's such an amazing song. Um, but I was like, this is why Adrian is my other half. You know? Why? Well, because we have that common ground. We, oh, yeah. We, we've always... You mean the way music f- makes us feel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're able to kind of like... Um, we've experienced it together, not only like listening to music, but making music. Making, oh, absolutely. And then just having that common ground. But anyways, but I just thought I, I would I, throw that out there. And yeah, you're right. That That is why we are each other's halves, right? It's people don't understand... And I can't even put it into words. What music is means and feels to me right like it's i don't just listen to music right i don't just like like music right it just it affects me in many many different ways yeah like you know everybody knows that knows me i'm not an emotional person Mm -hmm. at all at all uh (laughs) but what's weird is that if i hear a beautiful song I can actually, it can actually make me emotional. Right. And I don't understand why. I'm like, you know, <clears throat> somebody could, uh, I don't know, do something to hurt my feelings or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, you know, somebody can, uh, I don't know. There's, there's ex- things that happen in life that you should typically cry for. And I right. don't, but right. I hear a beautiful song or a song that I'm just like, oh my God, I get that feeling. I get the chills, bro. Yeah. And, you know, I get it. Not that I'm. I cry. Sometimes I might shed a little tear. I don't know. Um, but it's just weird. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, on that note, dude, a band that we haven't mentioned that I just wanted to mention really quick that I am just I've been in love with. We've liked them for a long fucking time, and then they came out with this new album, and I just cannot get enough of it, dude. And I've heard it like a hundred times at this point. 
Who? Turnstile, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes. Dude, I cannot. I even had a dream about Turnstile last night. I had a dream that I was on tour with them for whatever reason, which is really fucking weird. Like you were in the band? Yeah. Wow. I just, I can't. I don't know why. Like, I'm just obsessed with that album. So if yeah. anybody hasn't heard their latest album, was it Glow On? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Glow something or Glow, other. Yeah. Uh, man, you have to listen to that. Um, and then I just wanted to really quick thank Justin. And these are all part of my uh, light thoughts. Mm-hmm. That band VAR. <sighs> you want to thank Justin? He's the one that sent me the link. Really? Yes. He sent both of us the link and you okay, were like, hey, yeah, no, man, I know who they are. Yeah. Uh, time the fuck out. <laughs> If you if you if you're feeling froggy and you want to go, <laughs> you want to scroll through your text messages. <laughs> I sent you them like two years ago. <laughs> well, because I my words were, they have a very sweet far vibe. Well, not only that, I started I started realizing that the singer sounds a lot like the singer of Sigur Rose. Oh, you're right. Yeah. A lot like him. Yeah. Like, thank Justin. Anyways, Man, so this thank you, Justin. Got me on the pay no mind list, boy. I tell you what. And something, one last thing, something else that we've always talked about, we always say, when I die, yeah. you better play this song or whatever, right? Yeah. Dude, just reinforced that when I die, Sigur Rose and M83 better be on that bitch. Oh, yeah. On your, your, your death, uh, death mixtape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have to be. Like at your, uh, at your dad's, I loved how it was all his music. Yeah. And you don't, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think to hear that kind of music at at a viewing. You know what I mean? You know, it's funny. I just realized that two of the bands that I played on that list were bands that I I challenged you with. Yeah. Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. Yep. My dad was obsessed with those yeah. groups. But yeah, I you know, my dying or death wish, I want five, no, six screens. Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three, four, five, and six playing at my viewing. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, good thing I'm gonna die before you. So. <laughs> Dude, every time, every time I I come up with some stupid like death wish, my wife gets mad. Mm-hmm. How do you want me to do that, Bo? Right? And I always tell her I was just speaking out loud. Yeah, Paul's gonna do it for me. <laughs> Dude, if 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 God forbid you were to start dying somehow before me. I'm gonna be like, you better not, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, agent, stop playing. Right, quit playing. <laughs> and then, uh, oh yeah, one last thing before we get into other stuff, because I know you have your notes. Um, Actually, I don't have that many. Really? I got a, a grievance to air. Drink, um, Justin. I just said, really. Yeah, really. Um. So this is for you. What is this? Here, look. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play something. Okay, before I open it, you're gonna play? Yeah. Okay. Uh oh, it's not. Hold on. All right. I don't know if any of our listeners were able to hear that. This is why Danny and I are now best friends. <laughs> and then look, 
Well, Danny, you're welcome. I love the puppies. You're my best friend in the whole entire world. Well, now you know their socks. Let's see here. <gasps> oh, my God. I left a tag on them. No, she didn't. Dude, these are fucking beautiful. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> well, I'm going to send you guys two pictures. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you guys a picture of me wearing them. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a picture of me wearing nothing but them. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Dude, these are awesome. So for the eight of you, these are Michael Myers socks. Man, these are fucking sweet. I love oh, them. Thank you guys probably, very, yeah. very, very, very much. Danny, thank you. I love you. Oh, wow. I do love these. Let's see them. Michael Myers socks. Yeah. So, okay, here's the thing. I was against her getting those socks for Why? You. Oh, Danny's the best. Not, not those socks. It was just like, she was like, you know, so, okay, for our listeners, uh, Adrian helped watch some of our dogs mm -hmm. um well he would show up to the house and on two hours of sleep you're welcome <laughs> yeah um you know we have way too many fucking dogs so we we um anyways we needed all the help we could get and so she was like we need to get adrian something to thank him for the help and um she goes to a sock store and i was like what the <laughs> like why are we going to a sock store and she was like and of course, Eric and Jason were like, oh, I like socks. I'm like, I like socks too, but I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know. I I, I was just kind of like, out of all the stores we could go to, a sock store? Well, let me give you, I'm going to surprise you a little bit. It's This gift is weird. Not in a bad way. Yeah. So a few years ago, my parents went to Vegas mm -hmm. and they took my little brother, Pops, mm -hmm. and... They wanted to bring me something back. And Pops was like, let's get him these Rocky socks. <laughs> <laughs> so they brought me these Rocky socks and I fucking loved them. Right? right. Like they got, one of them has Rocky, the other one has Apollo. Yeah. And I considered them like my, my special occasion socks. Like I, you know, I'd wear them on special fights that I wanted to watch or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So then about a year later, Dina buys, I find another pair with Rocky and Clubber Lang on them. Anyway, so now every time I wear my, my special socks, I'm like, man, I'm really into like graphic socks. Like I didn't know I would love socks like this so much, mm -hmm. dude, that I always, always look up socks now. <laughs> so really? you getting me these is fucking crazy. Well, it wasn't me. Well, you got Danny. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> but you know, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's weird because well, that's cool. I'm slowly more starting to, well, I mean, I want every pair of Rocky socks, right? Right. But yeah, I mean, I'm getting well, into it. You know, on that note, we were into one of those collectible stores, mm -hmm. and they actually had a pair of the Rocky shorts signed by Sylvester Sloan. And I pointed to that and I said, "See, that's what we should be getting, Adrian." Yeah, thousands of dollars. It's so funny that you, you say that because I was like, and they were like, "Okay, Paul," and it was it was like three grand, but it was also half off, so really fifteen hundred. Like, not that bad. What the fuck? Yeah, that's bad. That's a lot oh, of money. Come on, I mean. Dude, but how much would you cherish that thing? I, dude, I would sleep with it. I would. I'd, I'd make you wear them. <laughs> Stop it. They would be on my my death wish that I will be buried in these. <laughs> dude, I have Rocky. I got Rocky. Well, they're like um, trunks, right? Mm -hmm. But they're like his shorts. Yeah. My dad bought me a pair of uh, the American flag ones that he wears in Rocky Four. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got a Rocky robe. I got T-shirts, socks. Yeah, 
the toys. Oh, the toys. Oh, dude, Dina got me a, a pair of authentic replicated um, the gold boxing gloves that he wears in, in Rocky III. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, there was only two pairs ever made. Tough, tough wear boxing made that specific color only for that movie. Mm-hmm. They never saw the light of day outside of that. Mm. And out of nowhere, um, through Rocky, through Sylvester Stallone, he's got an online shop called The Sly Shop. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's now selling replicated stuff from the movies. Mm. And they made a replicated pair of those gold gloves. Dina bought me a pair. That's cool. Those are my favorite gloves in the whole entire world. Out of any Rocky movie, those were my favorite pair yeah. of gloves. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy these Michael Myers I do, socks. and I will. I'm telling you, two pictures coming your way. <laughs> Just can't wait. <laughs> Actually, make it three. Put the sock over your dick. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. How about I wear one and the other one will be on yeah, my, my pecker? Exactly. <laughs> so there's something I wanted to bring up, but again, thank you guys very much. You didn't have to do that. I've watched your dogs before for free, but thank you. Then uh I love them. So one thing I wanted to bring up, let me ask let me ask you a question. Mm. Let's go real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> and I'm just gonna read what I wrote here. Okay. Okay. So you and your wife have a podcast, uh-huh. right? Together for the dogs. Yep. Go check it out. It's on Spotify. Yep. Right? Yep. All platforms? No, just Spotify. It's on Spotify. And I think Apple. Okay. Go check it out if you guys are into marriage woes. Um, so I was looking at it while I'm listening to it, and I love how it says, by Paul and Danny. Okay? Mm-hmm. It says, together for the dogs, <laughs> by Paul and Danny. And I look at ours, and it says, by Paul Ward. I'm like, Is it? I'm sorry. Is there not two of us here? You know what's so funny about that? And Eric says on Eric's podcast, Whip Shaded and Faded, it says Eric and Micah. Uh-huh. I don't even know for the life of me how I was able to change that. And I've actually tried to find it. I'm sure there's an edit button somewhere. My I, I, there has to be. I just, ever since I switched it to, the thing is, is that theirs are on Anchor. So I was able to do it there. But Podbean is different. That's who we use. I need to, I can't find it on Podbean. We're not on Anchor at all anymore? No. Oh. So that's the difference. Well, I'll figure it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to change that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying, man. It's not intentional, Adrian. Or I is promise. It, no, it's it not. not. As a matter of fact, when I saw that, I was like annoyed because I was like, for whatever reason, I, I hate having my last name out there sometimes. And I was like... Why does it have my name? Like I don't want it to have my name, especially even like on like I don't I don't know I don't like it. To me, I, I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it one bit. Well, let's see how much you don't like it, and you I'll figure find, it out. I'll find it. Okay, so I'll change just it. a little something <laughs> I wanted to air out. Another thing. So I was I was uh on YouTube. Duh, I live on YouTube, man. My wife, we had some like bill discrepancy, mm-hmm. so she was going through all of our stuff to try to figure out where these extra charges are coming from, and she was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" you do and i'm like dude my um memory gigabytes whatever it is data Mm -hmm. is through the fucking roof oh wow it's because of youtube dude but don't you connect to wi-fi not at work Mm. i spend 48 hours at work Mm. in four days so for 12 hours a day when you don't have shit to do Mm -hmm. i'm on youtube all day long right all day long anywho so for years i've i've watched this channel um they always have live bands, but they always have the best live. They, honestly, they're, this channel is where I find a lot of my underground shit that mm-hmm. I just stumbled upon. Right. 
you know me, I'm a name guy. If the band if the band name looks cool, I'm gonna check it out. So seven sixty-five to seventy percent of the bands that I find are through this channel. So I just wanna put it out there for people who don't know of this channel or have never heard of it and they wanna see great live bands. It's a channel called Audio Tree. Have you ever heard mm, of it? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, such an amazing channel. They're actually who I found um today's Shet. I found them the other day. So are we doing the chat? No, no, no. We don't oh. have to do it yet. But I'm just saying, like, it got me thinking um, when I found this band. I was like, man, I found them on Audio Tree again. Like, mm -hmm. I got I to gotta plug them. Not that they need plugging to the eight people we know. It's not going <laughs> to boost their ratings. But for those of you looking for great bands and you like watching bands live, it's not live in front of an audience. It's live in the studio. Audio Tree is such an amazing YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Plus, we could put it in the title and maybe people would check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Audio Tree is pretty cool. Yeah. We could easily do something like that. I've actually thought about it, but I know a lot of people that do stuff like that and then they give up because it's a lot of work. To have live bands yeah. like here in, in your place? Mm -hmm. Like Chang. That's a good idea. At 306 Sessions. you know, He did that for a long time for PBS. He would actually sell the the whole series see that that was on a network you can do yeah but on... he also did it on youtube as well oh did he? yeah man. it's just a lot of work it's a lot of setup and you need a whole crew and um another friend of mine jaime you're listening jaime what's up jaime hello jaime. He, did, he did one called west side music i don't know i gotta look for it something west side mm -hmm. it was really well done too um but it's just, it, it comes down to, it's just a lot of work, um, not only from like the setup to the actual doing it to the post-production, all that stuff. It's just a lot of work. Um, but I've always thought about doing that. I think it'd be kind of cool. I mean, even if you don't do it to that, to that degree, mm -hmm. right? I mean, every once in a while. Yeah. You know, a band yeah, here, true. a band there, maybe once a month at most. <clears throat> That's what I like about like the tiny desk sessions. Oh, God, yeah. Because that's more minimal because, yeah. you know, like you're not bringing in all these instruments and it's not a full band. Well, there, well, there was some, there's another, was, I don't think they do it anymore. <clears throat> your, your favorite band, the, the one that you tried to help and they screwed you over. Mm -hmm. We don't like to mm -hmm. mention. I will say though, people do not ever try to throw cans out a window because it is probably <laughs> going to get you in trouble. <laughs> that's bad for, don't do it. Um, cans is not spelled with a Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just a little bit of life advice. Do not try to throw a can out a window. Um, um, I saw them on something similar to that because there was more bands on that mm, channel. Yeah, they they got that done. Another local studio did that for them. Yeah. And I just, you know, I think it's a great idea, especially locally. You know, like I said, even if you were to just do it once a month. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. It would be. It, I, I would like. I would like to do that just for the experience. You know me. I'm. I love film, video. Yeah. I love doing all that stuff. So yeah. I would just have to establish it. Maybe. Maybe it'd be something cool to do with bands that come and record here. Just kind of. Maybe shot in the dark. Maybe your band. I don't know. You could start there. That's a good point. <laughs> but that also makes it difficult for me, though, because then I'm also playing. And, I'm playing and yeah, I'm doing the video, and that's, that's just a pain in the ass. That's true. Everybody has these really cool in and out shots, and me is just like this static shot because it's on a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so you want to get into the chat or do you want to get into our challenge? Let's get into the challenge. Okay. Um, yeah, let's get into the challenge All first. Right. All right. Do you want to go first? Do I do. Me? All right. I want to awesome. go first. Mine wasn't a lot. I figured. Because, all right, recap, um, I challenged Paul to listen to Sade. 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 Which, <laughs> I, he's been a Sade fan. I know you've, you like Sade. I just didn't know how deep. I wanted you to get that deep dive. Especially... Yeah musically a lot of people tend to forget that Sade is a part of a band right and that band is the reason she's amazing yeah right, right. you know what i mean right so go so i started from the beginning mm-hmm. started from the bottom now we're here mm-hmm. now um i liked it to me it was really good background music um it was difficult for me to really get into some of it <clears throat> not because it wasn't good i knew it was good it's just sometimes i struggle with the exception of the bands that i've challenged you with like led zeppelin and stuff sometimes i struggle to listen to older music mm-hmm. and one of the barriers for me is like the production it's not that it was bad it was it's just you can tell it's older music yeah. and but anyways but but <clears throat> not not as old as zeppelin right right Floyd, right i mean but also bear in mind that like there's a difference between somebody like sade who's not trying to like break any barriers in terms of production it's just very straightforward right um whereas like bands like led zeppelin where they were doing different things and that's how they were able to achieve that sound yeah um I, I did notice right out the gate, I was like, ah, oh, now I know where Adrian gets his love for no fucking mids in the bass. Thank you. Dude, like, no mids at all. Yeah. It was beautiful. But it was really good bass yeah. tones. Yeah. Um, obviously, I love her voice. I love the music. It's very moody. It's exactly what, um, in theory, a lot of what we love. Like, for example, right. you know who I've gotten really big into ever since you introduced them on the chat is Ethel Kane. Oh, like, I love her. I just, I'm obsessed now. Right. But, um, I, I gotta say, like, I mean, I, I liked it. Um, I, when I got to the later stuff, it, 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 there was like a certain sweet spot, and I should have written it down. There was a certain sweet spot in the middle there. Yeah. Like, that it was just, everything was just right on point like that's and i think that's probably when sade was actually at her most famous yeah um just because like all of those songs were just so good like um and i I, again i didn't take much notes because i was driving when i was listening to the music but i i gotta say like sade is amazing like i mean everything from her vocals to the bass lines which you're right the bass lines are like a big part of it um i was also thinking like imagine her voice on like a really cool like dj shadow track oh dude there's this dj <clears throat> i forgot his name my favorite female artist shade mm-hmm. my all-time favorite mc mf doom mm-hmm. this guy made a mixtape of shade and mf doom oh wow dude that sounds like already it sounds amazing ridiculous dude. wow re ridiculous i'll send it to you yeah the only place you can find it is on youtube or soundcloud mm. dude her voice over that that kind of music stupid and and that's 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 what sade is in a nutshell sade is 
it's her voice yes there's nobody that sounds like her exactly and she doesn't do all the showy shit it's not about the vibrato yeah, exactly. and how high so she it's, is who she is it's low it's right. husky it's beautiful she's not going like Whitney Houston it's, yeah. and it's just it's just about really at the end of the day what it came down to as I could tell is it was just about writing a really good song right and like getting that emotion through I still love the smooth operator song oh yeah um, I, as a kid, I didn't like it very much, but uh, as an adult, um, I don't know. I, I like it. Just something about those subtle harmonies, too. Yes. Um, and then, of course, that other one that I mentioned last episode that I like. Oh, um, By Your Side? Yeah, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I don't know why. And that was a later song. That came out in 2000. Yeah. 2001, right around there. Such a good song. Um, I don't know. I, I liked it. I mean, there's nothing. I can't say anything bad about it. Could I listen to it all the time? Probably not. Uh, just because it's one of those, she's one of those artists that I've got to be in the mood. Same thing like when I told you with Billy Joel, like I've got to be in yeah. the mood to listen to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm biased, right? Because she's my all time. So I can all day, every day. Yeah. While working out, while doing anything. No, yeah, it was a very pleasant um, challenge. It was very good to listen to it just wasn't um you know a lot of the time when we when we share bands or you know challenges usually they're kind of extreme yeah in a sense so or they're usually like game changers right. and although she's probably is a game changer in her in certain respects to certain artists it's uh still very um straight down the line yeah it's, you know what i mean i don't know if that makes any sense yeah no I so do. it's great no it's great and i think as a bit for you being a bass player um, it's a great influence. Oh, like absolutely. it really makes a. Uh, if if you are a bass player and you are not listening to Sade, at least for the bass lines, like you should be. I don't know if you notice it's 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 his little nuances, the way he 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 throws in things so here it, and there. Has it been the same guy all along? Yeah, Paul Denman. Oh yeah. wow, okay. And I don't know if you notice if you've caught on. A lot of his bass lines, or a lot of the songs. It's the same bass line over and over. Yeah, it's like that. With a note here and it's there. It's like that walking. Yeah. But, no, but like you listen to um, No Ordinary Love. It's the exact same bass line. Mm. The entire song minus one or two notes on the chorus. Mm. Right? Same thing with, uh, there's a song called Kiss of Life. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Same bass line. The end. But you can't even tell because of his little nuances make yeah. it. It's, he's just a phenomenal bass player. Yeah, he is really good. Yeah. Forgot about... Uh, and Deftones covered no, no Ordinary Everybody and their mother has covered that yeah. song But yes, they did it um, And Jonah from Far featured on it mm, Okay Yeah Oh, it was good I mean, not, not. I will go and listen to some of the stuff again uh, Especially, like I said, there was this one album there in the middle And I should have written it down That I was like That was like the sweet spot Yeah Which is great because normally, you know It's the first couple of albums that We've talked about this, right? Yeah but just again, those there was a middle album there that I loved. I just didn't write it down. Okay, I you know I I knew you liked her. I just wanted you to take a deeper dive as to why. Yeah, I love them. I keep saying her, right? She's right, right. But it's the, the whole band. The yeah. whole band. You yeah. know what I mean? So is that really her name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's like her middle name. Her full name is Helen Sade Adieu. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I figured. I didn't think you were going to come out of it like madly in love because you're right. It's, it's, I'm not going to say an acquired taste. It's an acquired mood, mm -hmm. right? You have mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, in that mood. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like very you soft. just 
went through a breakup and you're driving down the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to (laughs) cry. All right, cool. I'm glad. All right. So mine was, I was challenged to listen to Post Malone. Posty. Posty Post. I I, I don't have as many notes as I wanted, Uh but there's a reason for that. Okay. So this time I didn't go album for album Mm -hmm. because I didn't know much about him. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, there's not a whole lot of material. Yeah, there's not. I just kind of said, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to play it. Just random. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, I'm kicking myself in the ass because of, okay. He's, it's, he's an anomaly to me, man, because he was a rocker Mm -hmm. turned trap rapper, R&B guy. Right. It threw me off because there was a there's a, a song would be on and I'm like see this is what I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. It's he's he's doing that mumbly hump humpty dumpty cadence right and it's just like it, I I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere the next fucking song is this beautiful acoustic song mm-hmm. with this beautiful voice coming out of it. Right. And I straight up was like no this isn't the same guy. I had to stop working out, look at my phone, and be like oh, fuck this is him. Right. Like it just threw me off. So I was kind of mad that I didn't do it in order. Mm-hmm to see the progression right so i'm just gonna start with a few notes i have i guess there's a song called stay oh yeah i'm a sucker for one love songs two acoustic songs Mm -hmm. love them so i just wrote here good acoustic song i like the bass line um that's all i wrote on that one (laughs) okay yeah that's a good song that's what i like about it the bass line was nice the acoustic was nice his voice was great um so the next song which totally threw me off the song starts playing i'm listening i'm like yeah okay this is a decent song he starts singing and i start singing along i'm like wait a minute the fuck do i know this song <laughs> yeah and it dawns on me they he covered hootie and the blowfish only want to be with you oh yeah he's and, done a lot of and he covers. did it fucking really well yeah so i wrote here wow really good i like how he changed the line from because in the song he says and the dolphins make me cry mm-hmm he, he changed it to, and the Cowboys make me cry because he's a big Dallas Cowboy fan. Oh, right. Uh-huh. I thought that was kind of cool, right? Yeah. A little play on the words Different. there. Yeah. So that was a cool song. I mean, duh, it was somebody else's song, but I love bands who do covers justice, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'll, I'll done, be, I'll be does, honest with you. He does a lot of them. That shot A, uh, No Ordinary Love by the Deftones. Mm-hmm. It's only because it's the Deftones that I liked it. Right. It's really not a great cover. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this one was. Um, he has another song called Psycho. All I wrote was good, good song, right? And then there was another song called Hateful. Um, good song. I love the rasp on the chorus. Uh, there's another song called Better Now. Really good song. Uh, another song called Feeling Whitney. Good acoustic song. It has like an indie vibe on the chorus that I'm not particularly fond of. Um, but it fits this song. He's got like this uh, lazy, gritty vocal style. You know me. I love that style. Right. And at the very end of that song, out of nowhere, again, I'm a sucker for pretty things. There's just a few measures of a violin or a cello, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. It's at the very end, Mm -hmm. real quick, done, leaving you wanting more. Yeah. Love that. Um, There's another song called Take What You Want. Never in a fucking... I'm just going to... Word for word here. Take What You Want is the name of the song. Mm Mm-hmm. Never in a million years would I expect Ozzy Osbourne oh, right. to be on a song like this. Ever. You heard what happened with that, right? No. 
So that song came out, and it went viral right away. Uh-huh. These fucking kids, man. Fucking young dipshits are tweeting, like, whoever that Aussie guy is, uh, good for him. You just made you, you just post just made you famous. What oh. the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Holy shit. What a shot you got by being able to be on post song, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, people were like, uh, no, you fucking idiots. Like, Ozzy, this is fucking Ozzy Osbourne. You know yeah, what I mean? The but biggest yeah. rocker in the world. Yeah. Lord of Darkness. Far more famous than Post Malone. Post Malone's days are numbered. Let's right. Let's just say what it is. Yeah. Ozzy's an icon still to this day right. from the 60s. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, but anyways, that it, that bothered me. But yeah, I mean, it's a good song. It's a great song. <clears throat> I mean, again, am I being biased? Because uh, you know, I like Ozzy Osbourne. Did he make that song? I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah. I don't know because I think Travis Scott is also on that song. So I don't know if you were to pull Ozzy's part, would that mm-hmm. still be a great song? Right. Maybe. I don't know. I just loved it because of that. Yeah. So um, those are the more notable songs. For me um so i just wrote here the takeaway sounds the same for most for the most part mm-hmm. the beats the trap beats right, his right. humpty dumpty cadence is always almost the same on almost every song there's a few breakaway songs that i mentioned right um he has a great great voice when he really uses it and lets go mm-hmm. right when he right. lets go of that that typical trap humpty dumpty mm-hmm soft mumbling thing that he does and he really sings he's got a fucking great voice his high registers his grit all that is is, it's great you know that little vibrato that he has yeah for the longest time i thought i was an effect because you can do kind of a like a strong gate on a oh yeah on a clip and give it that kind of effect Mm -hmm. and then i realized that's not effect at all it's actually what he does with his voice yeah he has a really really good voice like on, on all the acoustic songs and um, some of the more of the like rock indie songs. Mm-hmm. He has a great fucking voice. I thought for sure you would like love his lyrics. I didn't really pay attention to be honest with you. They're pretty dark. Yeah, I mean, Sometimes. I was just trying to get a feel and get over some of the things. Right, like it, it was, it was a bit of a challenge for me, right? Because mm-hmm. five songs would go on, and I'm like, fuck, man, it's the same song over and over. Right. And then that one fucking gem, I'm like, it's not the same fucking <laughs> and, guy. And that's what happened with me. Um. To me, every time I heard him, it, it was the same shit. And then, and then I heard, I don't remember what the song was. And I was like, what the? Like the music was suddenly so different. Yeah. It almost had like an 80s vibe to right. it. Right. And I was like, what is this? And I kept listening to that song over and over and over. And then from there, I ventured out. And then, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so. I put. I also wrote here. I love his use for live instruments, the guitar most notably. Mm-hmm. Right, he's got a lot of guitar, the acoustic, mm-hmm. or even some of his trap music, whatever the fuck you call it, has live guitar on it. Right, electric guitar. So I love that he tries to incorporate live instruments. There was. I, I didn't write it down, but there was this one song that, fact, was a live drummer. Mm-hmm. It sounded fucking great. But it's just he needs to let go, man. Mm-hmm. He needs to let that voice go. Yeah. He has a great fucking voice. I think in that kind of music it's 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 easy to not go stale is not what I'm looking at, is to kind of stay along that beaten path. Yeah. But it's 
I don't know if he notices it, but it's always when he goes off of that that those are the greatest songs that he has. Here's the thing about music today. Our generation, tell me we sound old, I don't give a shit. Our generation, the music, the musicians we love, we're not afraid to stray the path. Right. Let's try something different next right. album. Let's break. These people these days, they're afraid to. And it's the same regurgitated fucking album over and over and mm-hmm. over. Everything sounds the same. They're not afraid to. They're afraid to take chances. I mean, I always think about bands like, for example, what are they called? For whatever reason, I always think of them. Um, Mark is the singer. Um, he was like a heartthrob back in the day. Mark, Mark, McGrath. Oh, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Yeah. I always think about them. When you listen to Sugar Ray's music, their music was a little bit more rock, yeah. kind of uh, different. And then they did that one fucking acoustic song. And I don't know if the record label came out or somebody told them, like, that, you know, you made it. Like, you, that one song made you and then after that every fucking song every sounded song the same. Sounds, yeah. Their first album was very uh very punk almost. I don't know if you remember it. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And as a matter of fact I was having this conversation, uh, I don't want to name any names with a musician who right now is getting music shopped and and uh we were talking about how record labels are still oh in the same fucking shit in terms of like they want to play it safe and they want you as the artist to play it safe and unfortunately there's a lot of politics there that we don't know that could be happening behind the scenes because i mean you remember back in the day uh when we were playing music it was like as an artist you write 25 songs and the record label at the end of the day is the one that says these are the songs that are going to be on the album right and it's probably still the same thing. Maybe because you're post Malone, you're famous, you have more pool. Yeah. I don't know the situation, but I know I'm sure there is politics behind that as well. Just something to think about. Yeah. No, absolutely, I agree. It's, I think especially with rock, you know, the, the person you're you're speaking of, it's they're afraid to break the mold. Rock's not even big right now, right? right? And the stuff that is coming out, it sounds the same from fucking twenty years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I gravitate more to, okay, like Spirit Box, right? They they were doing something different in 2017, right? right? Now people could say maybe it sounds the same, what have you. But I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's just, it sounds the fucking same. And that that's why you and I had this conversation a year ago, I think, maybe two years ago, about how music fatigue hits me so hard especially in rock because everything sounds the fucking yeah. same right now is that the artist's fault or the label's fault right you know what i mean right and that's why i'm kind of gravitating towards the small which i know you don't know about because you don't go searching for it the small resurgence of new metal like real new metal in terms of hardcore fucking rapping over heavy music mm. there's like there's this underground thing going on and it's, it's popping up more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've always loved it, but it's making me love it more now because now it's 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 a breath of fresh air from what's out right now. Well, if our old singer wasn't a pedophile, I'd totally be like, let's <laughs> do it again, man. He wouldn't want to. He's a fucking idiot. I wouldn't want to. But anyways. <laughs> I would. Uh, um, <laughs> fuck that guy. Punch him in the face. Um, 
yeah, so anyways, going back to the Post Malone stuff. Yeah, I can see how some of it is repetitive, but it's, when it's good, it's really good. That's what I'm saying. Th- that, that's why these songs, I'm like, okay, I have to take a note on this. Right. The songs I wrote down are the ones that, that jumped out at me. Yeah. Oh, I forgot a song. Circles. Oh, see. Yeah, that's a go. great song. Surpri- oh, and I also wrote Surprise on how many alternative songs he has. And another thing, another um, statement about Post Malone that I think what ends up happening to people that don't understand him or don't listen to them is he did the same thing that Billie Eilish did. And I've talked about this on prior episodes. There's a bunch of, he spawned a bunch of baby Post Malones. Now every fucking artist wants to sound like Post Malone. And so when you hear a lot of the stuff, you're like, oh my God, it all blends in. It's all the same. But when you realize that it actually, that style of music, that uh, really a lot of it started with him and he blew it up and now everybody's trying to sound. I know artists that, this is one guy that I found on, I don't remember where I found. Young kid, the song is amazing. When it was so funny because I heard the song and I was like, holy shit, this song is great. This kid has a great voice. Oh my God, this is amazing. And then I listened to it again and I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like something. And then I went and I realized it's a fucking Post Malone song. Like he just, it sounds like, I don't even think he realized how much it sounds just like Post Malone. But anyways, that song actually blew up. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but again, it goes back to a lot of these people just, it's one thing to be influenced. It's another thing to sound just like your influence. And it's just, and it just goes back to what we were saying the other week when you proposed this challenge and and all because on chance the guy wasn't even the style of musician you know what i mean mm-hmm, dude mm-hmm. i i learned something a fun fact about him so much not into the into this music to where he was like well, what do you call yourself what do rappers call themselves mm-hmm. and he went to a um rapper name generator mm. where he just punched in something and it said, oh, your rap name would be Post Malone. Mm. And that's how it came out. So there's not even like a meaning to his name. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes back to that Takashi 69 num nuts. I was watching <laughs> one of his documentaries. Um, he even said, I, I wasn't into rap. Like, I don't know how to rap. He mm. was His favorite band of all time is Parkway Drive. He's like, I'm, oh, I'm, really? I'm into metal uh, emo music. Really? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Okay. And out of nowhere, just, oh, I think I'm going to so pretend to be a rapper. Played the part. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Maybe we should get into, like, Tejano music, and then maybe we'll be <laughs> famous out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> um, well, okay, so takeaway, like, I mean. I like him. I like the songs that I that I wrote down. Um, would I go back? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Do, really? Yeah, probably not. Hmm. Do I? I don't know, man. Like, I... I do I respect him? Yes and no, because he kind of fell into it. Would I respect him more if he really embraced who he was and came out with a full-on rock album? Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. Like when, when they did the Nirvana deal on YouTube. Yeah. I mean. He seems like a really, really fucking cool guy. And it's just yeah, he does the fact that maybe now he's passionate about it. I don't know. I don't know much about him, right? But I, I don't know. It's kind of stale to me. The music all sounds the same. He seems like somebody like he would fit into like our group of friends. Oh, hands like he down. seems like somebody that I'm sure like one of our friends could have easily been the next Post Malone. Yeah, hands down. That's or been Post Malone. I just I, yeah. I mean, I liked it for what it was. 
he shined where he shined, right? And uh, it was good, but nothing groundbreaking for me. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, at least it wasn't like, yeah, I hate it. No, I have yet to come out with a... Oh, have I? <clears throat> yeah. Ooh. Uh, Beatles. I didn't say I respected him a little bit. No, you hated it. I got to go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of have to, man. Danny's my best friend now, so I kind of want to be... Well, you hated also uh, Arcade Fire. Oh, yeah, you're right. Duh, I do fucking hate that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I even made you do the challenge twice. I know. Yeah. Fuck those guys. All right. So, well, I mean, I'm glad you, I mean, it was enlightening in, in some way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, he, um, what he does, he does well, but. One thing I like about Post Malone's music is for whatever reason, it puts me in a good mood. Does it? Yeah. It, it really puts me, me in a good mood. It kind of annoyed me. Really? Yeah. It just. I don't know. I get this. Uh... It's kind. Of, it's weird though. Like, it's weird how how someone's perspective is what it is on their own, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my wife and I argue all the time where she's like, "All your fucking hardcore music sounds the same, and it sucks." And but it, because I love it, I'm like, "How dare you say it sounds the same? Right? It's different here. It's different here. This is what makes this song." Like, I try to point it out, right? <clears throat> but yeah. to her, she just hears screaming and fucking. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. It's like when I was a kid. I remember my uncle told me one time. All my music sounds like they're throwing a guitar down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, must have thrown it right. <laughs> right? There's different stairs. Remember that? <laughs> different depths, different lengths. It's but like, I it, think also going back to the fact that we're musicians, we're able to pick out well, those yeah. distinct. But still, it's like she has the biggest hatred, loathe, fucking disdain, every word that matches hate for Poison the Well. And really? I don't understand and i'll mention bands that she does like and i'm like and how the fuck do you like this heavy band over poison the well i i don't i i don't fucking get it poison the well is god's gift to me they're fucking everything to me it's like i don't understand yeah you know that's a band that needs to do a new album dude she like i swear to god she the as soon as the song comes on i get the side eye really change it and i'm like god can you give me 30 seconds i'm getting a headache she hates them that bad Really? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So next challenge. Oh, we're going to do that already? Yes. Shit. Okay. Are you ready or is there anything else you want to throw out there? No, no, no. I'm ready. Mine's, I mean, do you want me to go first or you go first? <clears throat> yeah, I want you to go first. Okay. I kind of, as, and if you don't want to do it, you t- then let me know and I can I can pick somebody else. But I'm kind of liking the um, the mood that I'm going for with you. Um, in the sense that I I don't want to torture you, right? And I kind of want you, I want to bring you in, mm-hmm. right? And right. let you really dig deep as to why I love these things, right? Kind of like you wanted to do with M83. And mm-hmm. so, and I know you've heard him before. I don't know how much or to what extent, but I know you've heard him and I know you like him. But I want you to take a deep dive lyrically and even uh, fuck that musically too, because he he produces his own music aside from you know a few albums, one album in particular. Um, but he has different um, different egos that come on different albums. So however you want to piece it, mm-hmm. but I want you to take a, d- a deep dive on MF Doom. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Listen to he his... passed away, right? <laughs> Why did you bring that up? <laughs> you got to bring up old shit, dude. Straight up. My eyes got watery when yeah. I read when I read that he yeah, passed away. I sent away. it to you, right? Right. 
Or did I, you already know? No, I, I I sent it to you. Oh, that's right. I said, dude, that's a, pe- right. a piece of me has died today. That's right. And I, as soon as I told my wife, dude, her face went fucking... He is her all-time favorite MC. So, MF Doom mm-hmm. is like DJ Shadow? In what sense? Like... His own... He produces his own music? Right. Yeah. And like, what is he... I don't know. I got a I don't even... I, I know of MF Doom. I'm sure I've heard of MF Doom, obviously through you, but yeah. I don't know. I, I got to get into that. Yeah. Well, see, he has different alter egos, right? So he has his own catalog under MF Doom. Okay. He has two albums under the name Victor Vaughn, hmm. which to me, the Victor Vaughn stuff is fucking ridiculous. It's, it's, my, it's my favorite. Right. I love the Victor Vaughn albums more than I love the MF Doom albums. But he did a, a collaboration with... Um, another music producer named Madlib, and they call that album Mad Villainy. So Madlib and Doom both produced the music and Doom rapped over it, right? Mm. So so, that, he's, so he raps? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't know that? No. I didn't know if it was like instrumental, like oh, DJ well, Shadow. He, he does. He has a few albums called Special Herbs, which is all instrumental Ooh, stuff. that sounds good. Yeah, he's a big pothead. <laughs> um, so Mad Villainy is amazing in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he did another another collaboration with uh, I always want to call him Dead Mouse. What's his name? Uh, hold on. Dead Mouse is good though. Yeah, Dead Mouse is. Why do I always always say that? Hold on. I can't lose this thought. Danger Doom. Oh, okay. Danger Mouse. He did a a, a collaboration with Danger Mouse. They it's called, called it Danger Doom. Danger Doom. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. And that that album is all written about the um. The fucking cartoons on co- that that used to come out, um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh, I forgot the, not on Comedy Central. It's a style of cartoon, right? Like adult style cartoons that came out on on some cable channel. I don't remember. Oh, okay. But that one's amazing in its own right too, because fucking Danger Mouse is an amazing producer. Danger mm-hmm. Mouse is one half of Narles Barkley. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Now it's all coming together. Yeah, that's right. So. MF Doom as a whole is four or five different projects, right? Like I said, there are MF Doom albums. Right. But then there's the Victor Vaughn stuff. There's a Mad Villain. There's the Danger Mouse. So you can take your pick as you want. I can send you the stuff if you want me to. Um, Because if you just um, pull up MF Doom on Spotify, where you're just going to get nothing but his MF Doom stuff. But if you go down to the the fans like, oh, that's, I forgot about that. He had one solo album that he went under the name King Ghidorah. Mm. That's a fucking amazing album too. But if you go down on the fans like, you'll find the King Ghidorah stuff, uh, the Victor Vaughn stuff. Let me start off with MF Doom. And then once I get through that, I start venturing into that other stuff. In the early 90s, he got his start in a, a hip hop group called KMD. Mm-hmm. That's fucking incredible stuff also. But that's more like... Tribe Called Quest, um, Far Side style, oh, cool. style hip hop. But yeah, just start off with Doom and then you can go down that deep dive. Wow, I thought you knew more than no, you do. No. Oh, shit. Yeah. Motherfucker right here is not living <laughs> life at all. <laughs> Pobrecito, dude. That's it's one of those it... things where it's like, uh, Adrian, Adrian's got it covered. <laughs> I don't need to worry about that. Well, I, dude, I mean, I know you love hip hop and I know you love, you know, the art form of emceeing. So yeah. I, now I really want you to pay attention on what makes him the greatest. Okay. How he puts his words together, the words he chooses. It's 
He's phenomenal, man. Yeah. Oh, and now, now even more so then. I'm glad I chose this challenge for you. Yeah. I thought you knew more. No, man. Motherfucker, how you've made it this far, no said, dude. That's how I feel about the band I'm challenging you with. Okay. Um, but I, I just want you to listen to one album, and I want you to focus on this album. And if you want to venture out, go for it. Okay. We had this. We had this text talk the other day. Yeah. So I'm instead of just giving you an entire catalog, I'm going to not for not. I started realizing that, for example, let's say I were to tell you to, I want you to listen to Metallica, for example, right? Dude, half of Metallica's albums suck. So I would not want you to listen. You would want me to do all the first half up yeah, to the yeah, Black exactly. album. Yeah, exactly. Right, but I'm, that's not what I'm challenging you with. But I, Actually, that's one of the bands I'm surprised I have <laughs> yet to fucking get. I'll throw it at you one day. I know, I, um, I know it. I just feel like what I want you to hear more than anything is i want you to narrow down to like how this band so i give you bands that impacted me yeah musically yeah uh as a musician right so some bands again like led zeppelin like it's really hard to narrow down to one album for me for yeah. me it's the whole catalog um like with pink floyd i told you listen to these two albums mostly i mean listen you know more than anything so i feel like instead of giving you an entire catalog and making you listen to stuff like I'd rather you be able to like focus and even if it means listening to the same album more than once to kind of really dive deep. Yeah. So with that, this album, okay, this band, I don't want to say this band because it was mostly this album and you've probably heard it before. I'm sure you have, but I want you to really just listen to it. During this time, 1995. Fucking one of the best years ever, <laughs> This it's not the Goo Goo Dolls, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> this band, when this album came out, just just blew me away. Okay. Um, because I just want to blow you. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking about really quick <laughs> since I'm drinking this by drink, and it uh, looks like semen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The other day, my daughter was drinking a Snapple, yeah. and I was like, oh, I remember Snapple. Remember back in the day yeah. when the dude, some guy went to the hospital because he was like... Put his wiener in it. Yeah, and yeah. It, like the suction, and he couldn't get it off. Yeah. Those were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, this album, there's nothing really... How can I say? It, w it was just... The reason I want to make a point to say the years because I want you to think about the year. Like 1995 um, was a huge... Things were transitioning, right? That was like the beginning of new metal. That's like the end of the era of Metallica, at least in my opinion. It was like the beginnings of... or Yeah, a lot of it was the beginnings of like Pantera, like that new metal sound. Yeah. You started seeing... I, I remember that year clearly. Yeah. I remember what I was doing. I remembered everything and that was the one thing because i was in 1995 i was knee deep i mean to my fucking eyeballs more so than ever into the pumpkins the cure and my bloody valentine like right. those three bands all of 1995 were literally all i listened to right so when the heavier stuff started coming out and fun fact gussie my brother huge morrissey fan he showed me corn he showed me Marilyn Manson. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I said, and that's when I'm like, oh, man, what is all this fucking shit? Yeah. Devil worshiper. And then like, it's just, I started getting more exposed to it and I started liking it. 
and that's and that's what I think overshadowed this band and this album in particular. But I was obsessed with it when it came out. I didn't want. I remember when it came out, I was kind of like, I don't want to sound like this at all. Like I, it was. I didn't even. I was never even influenced by this band. Suspense is killing me. <laughs> it was just. Uh, I just loved hearing it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just something about it. Um, I remember 1995 Christmas time, mm-hmm. me and Ben and Eric, like we would listen to it on repeat. Um, uh, it's a devil, Ben, isn't it? No, it's actually um, um, Fear Factory's demanufacturer. The devil, Ben. No. <laughs> you know that uh, the I think it's the guitar player or the bass player. He's in uh, ministry with, with Caesar. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so Fear Factory is one with uh, Dino Casares. Dino, mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. Dino, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I know of them. I've you know heard a few songs along the way. Oh, shit, I forgot. What? My Walmart's going to be delivered. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Um, yeah, I'm not oblivious to the band, mm-hmm. but I don't know Yeah, like, much. they have issues right now, like, with the band. I always got them confused with Corrosion, to be honest with you. Oh, Corrosion's a great band, too. I always got confused with them. Yeah, um, but now Fear Factory, it was the first time that I had heard such tight musicianship uh-huh. um you'll see what i mean when you hear this okay, album what's the name of the album d manufacture d menu okay that album for me just will always when i listen to it just gives me that feeling that i got the first time i heard it during that time i was listening to like a lot of morbid angel uh, uh-huh. Cannibal Chorus, Pantera. Oh, Pantera. I was listening to a lot of heavy shit during Pantera's that time. Pantera's another band that I'm shocked I have yet to get. Yeah, no, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Pantera, but Vulgar Display is really where... Oh, yeah. It's, it's a great album. That's that's all I know, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, this just listen to this album. Then you can venture out from oh, there. Oh, yeah, I have to. Yeah. To me, it's an album that is very underrated. Right? Is that the right way? Yeah. Underrated, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it was a lot of the new metal stuff, not you know, that started coming out at that time that kind of overshadowed how amazing that album was. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's my challenge for you. Fine. You want to get into the chat? It better not be devil music, man. Just kidding. You know what? I, and that's the thing about when, when I actually heard, I don't want to say heard or really paid attention to, but when Fear Factor... Re. Feel Fear Factory came onto my radar. Mm-hmm. I had barely started getting into really heavy music. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it was corn, the Deftones. Right. It was a different type of heavy. Yeah. So when I heard them, it was like a little too industrial heavy for mm-hmm. me. Like, I very, like industrial it's, music. It's like, very, which is why it's fitting that that dude's in ministry because it's very ministry, but on a whole new yeah. level. See, I I loved industrial music at the time. I guess uh, Nine Inch Nails were considered that Nitzer Reb, you know those those type of mm-hmm. industrial bands, but very underground industrial. Right. So there was theirs were um, it was just a little different to where it was just wasn't palatable for me. It wasn't as groovy right at the time. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no really not a lot of groove to it. Pri- yeah. Prior to Corn and Deftones in my life, it was just fucking metal. You know, yeah. fucking Metallica, Slayer, and 
I, you know, I, I didn't like that speed shit. And for me, I remember when I heard it, I I was just in awe with the drummer. I was like, what's his name? I don't even know. Not who's Dave Lombardo? Who does he play? Oh, for? he's for Slayer. Oh, okay. See, yeah. See, no, I was just in awe that a drummer, and that's why I said when it being tight, like a drummer, a guitar player, a bass player, all together, just being so in sync. Mm-hmm. You have to have a good drummer to be able to do that. And at this nowadays, it's like it's, there's, anybody can do that. You yeah. know what I mean? But to me, they were one of the first to really show how uh, a drummer can be just so not necessarily technical, but just on the money all the time. It almost sounds like a drum machine. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. It's. I mean, I think you'll appreciate it. Okay. Cool. I'm. Um. Again, not a. Don't hate them, right? So not a huge fan. And when he sings, which is rare, I think you're gonna like it. Really? It's very uh. Yeah, but I think I like it. I remember at the time I was like, eh. even though I liked it, I was like, eh. but when he his singing voice to me is very much along the lines of like almost like not Morrissey, but like that British. Oh, like okay. it's really weird. It's different. Yeah, you I said don't know. The, you said the right words there, buddy. <laughs> now I want to hear. It. There's one band. Of that genre, and I always thought, and that was the singer in particular. I always thought, man, that could be Eric's brother. I don't know if this is the band. There's one guy in that genre that looks like Eric Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> Eric wishes. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's, I've always thought something of it. Yeah, but who knows? Anyway, that's a side note. Okay, cool. Fear Factory, the manufacturer. Yep, got it. And your MF Doom, everything pick. You know, all right. I want to say start with Victor Vaughn, but then I don't. Right. Uh, yeah, I just start off with MF Doom, and then okay. If you feel froggy, I'll tell you which ones or else to go. All right. All right. So that's it. That's the new challenge, and and today's. <laughs> what is it today on? Oh, and today. No, oh, didn't you make me say segment? No, no. Today. Oh, and today on chefs. <laughs> I bring to you um, a band that I found on Audio Tree. You know, th- there's not much about them, to be honest with you. I know that they're from Philadelphia. Um, they're younger kids. Um, they don't. Their catalog is not extensive by any means. I think they have one full album. Actually, they have two full albums and a couple of singles. Um, what I like about this band, and I'm pretty sure people are probably now like, all right, dude, we get it. You're into fucking shoegaze, right? But I am. But it's got like a grungy shoegaze 90s vibe, right? I can't really put my finger on it because it's not all shoegazy. It's not all grungy. Um, but there is definitely a 90s alternative vibe to it that that I really liked. It's very raw. Um, Ooh, yeah. Not... <laughs> Raw is the only way. <laughs> um, it's not very showy, right? Like the musicianship, it's it's not like the world's tightest band, most technical band, but they're they're raw enough, right? For me, I I, I like it. It's, it's 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 it appealed to me. I liked it. I keep I can't stop listening to it. And again, I found them on Audio Tree. Let's keep plugging them. Maybe they'll plug us. Uh, it's a band called They Are Gutting a Body of Water. That's an interesting name. Exactly. Why do you think 
I was scrolling through YouTube. I'm on audio tree and I'm like, they are gutting a body of water. Dude, that guy, look, the picture looks like Gino. I'm just seeing, remember our friend. Oh, the guy playing guitar? Yeah. <laughs> our friend Gino back in the day. Just like at Glance. Yeah. Which they have to be a, a singer of a great band. They, um, so the name, right off the bat, I was like, this, this has to be some weird fucking heavy band. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not. Oh, okay. At all. They're, but, you know, grungy, shoegazy, 90s type of music. Cool. And it, I, I liked them. It, they really appealed to me. They only have 25,000 followers, or 28 now. Um, you know, I'm trying to adhere to your 10,000 rule. That's kind of hard. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, if you're into shoegaze, grunge, 90s-esque music, um, check them out. They are gutting a body of water. Their latest album... Uh, their last album came out in 2019, actually, called Destiny XL. Their last release was their live album that was actually on Audio Tree. Awesome. Yeah. So speaking of uh, bands with a name like that, I've always loved that band. What were they called? Um, I never really got much into them, but I always loved their name. Um, Wait, can I guess? Yes. It's a long name. Yes. And You Will Know Us by the Trail of Death? Yes. Yeah. Ah, such a good name. Dude, how... I know, right? right? Here, dude. I knew what you were going to say. And my wife tries to complete my sentences all the time, and yeah. she's so far off. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, you can't do it. Adrian can. You can't. I'm yeah. sorry. As long as as long as long you end... Look, Danny, just just a little mm. bit of tip here. Nine out of ten times, it's going to be about a dick coming out of that mouth. <laughs> 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 yep. I wish I could suck a big dick. Yep. And I knew it. And how did you know what I was going to say? You know what I'm craving? My dick in your mouth. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, so speaking of the shack, because I know we're running out of time, yeah. the Harriet. I got to go get my uh, inspection sticker. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the Harriet. Right? It's so good, man. Right? Really good. Like, I really got into it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It was just... The heavy that I love, I mean, the the kind of the high screaming, some you know. But what I like is it wasn't like constantly. It was, it it was very dynamic. Right. And then they would go into these real like beautiful, almost oh, like you. Uh, dark sounding. Mm. Uh, oh man, you're good, man. Right. I really, really enjoyed listening to that. Um, so I just wanted to throw that chat I'm out glad. there. I'm glad. I'm glad, and and I'm glad that you keep doing that. Because I almost forgot about asking you, but how you, you know, chime in. And... Well, speaking of asking you, did you ever listen to Chris James, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Chris James, I forgot about that. The singer of Stateless? Oh, no, 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 did no. Did you no. ever go back and listen to Stateless? Oh, dude, the minute I got in my car, yeah, I fucking put on that song, Bloodstream. Yeah. Forgot how amazing that dude, fucking right? song was, dude. And the funny thing is, I own both of those albums. Yeah. But I just... Totally forgot about him. Amazing. Uh, dude, Chris James, bitch. <laughs> Here. I'll pull it up real quick. And then yeah. I'll pull it out. <laughs> I hate it when you pull it out. <laughs> well, when you take it out, it's great. <laughs> Pulling it out. Is it this guy? Bottom test. I don't know. He's got a lot of fucking listeners. I know that. Oh, no. It's not. Th- <laughs> it's not this motherfucker. 132. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to listen to some guy who's got an album called Bottom Text. <laughs> no, that's and, an actual not him. Uh, look. You know what? I'm going to shout this guy out. <laughs> For those of you 
<laughs> I just mistakenly made a huge fucking mix up. <laughs> I just pulled up a guy named Chris James. He's at 132 followers. I want you guys to check him out. The Chris James I am referring to has an album called An Actual Comedy Album, mm. Bottom Text, and Pop Soul Vocals. Wow. I'm, you know what? I want to give it a listen. <laughs> look at this right here. Look. Witness. Boom. Follow, motherfucker. You're welcome. <laughs> you need to tell this guy. We just stumbled across your shit, and we, we mentioned you on our podcast. On accident. On but accident. now we're going to try it out. And we are. What is it? Chris James what? What is that? That's it. That's all it is. Chris James. Look for the album, um, Pop Soul Vocals, Bottom Text, and an actual comedy album. Okay. Look at this oh, dude. Oh, there we go. I found Man, it. Yeah, he's got a beard. Dodo, dude. This, this, is, this dude's legit. Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. All right, Chris James, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. No, I got. I'll find the other one later. Now he's got 134 followers. Yep, two of us, dude. We really need to shout him out, man. <laughs> Watch it be really good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we said we wanted to feature people on on our cast. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Chris James. Yep. A bottom, t- bottom text in an actual <laughs> comedy album. <clears throat> I cannot wait to listen to that. Awesome. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. Are, are we wrapping it up? Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening again. Today was, we say it every time, today was longer than usual, but yeah, that's well, all right. I like giving it to you longer than usual. Oh, man. Yes, you do. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Um, don't forget to... Okay. Nah, don't to... even worry about it. Just, uh, you know, links are below. Oh, yeah. Links are below. And if you like toys, check out Plastic Room Toys on YouTube. Uh, I'll put a link to that. Thank you. You are a cutie. All right. Thank you, everybody. Till next time. Bye. Bye.